Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to anyone listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We've been friends for <clears throat> over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, uh, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week ever. We were here last week. We'll be here next week. Why? Because we never miss a week. How are you yep, doing, Mike? We Lawson? are nothing but consistent. We are nothing. That's it. If not consistent. Uh, you know, uh, I, I was listening to the theme song there, and I came up with this idea. You know how everyone, this is an idea, it may never go anywhere. How many ideas do I talk about in here? You know, remember when I had that great yeah. idea for like a service where people would, if you needed a ride somewhere, uh, they, they you could use an app and they'd pick you up and take you, and then I never did anything with that, and then we all know what happened, and then... Um, I had an idea for like a, a machine that could record the shows. So you could skip commercials. Nothing ever happened. So this is the next idea like that. Yeah, where it's. Uh, I wish there was a website where I could just type in questions. Oh, and mm-hmm. it would take me to websites mm-hmm. that answered them. Mm-hmm. Or I was like, how about if somebody just goes grocery shopping for you? You just go on app and and uh, do that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you know, on this uh, coronavirus pandemic, there have been a lot of like orchestras and bands who like get together. On uh, on some sort of like Zoom or whatever, and then they record a whole number. Yeah. What if we did that for the theme song? Because you know the guy who sings it, Rich, he lives in England, right? Mm-hmm. But I would love to do one with real instruments instead of his canned instruments that he uses. What if we put like a band together and do like a Zoom thing like that? No. Which which of the theme? No. Well, it's much more difficult than I think you're you're. Like oh, well, the I'm, ones that have done well have been like really well produced. Like you're not seeing people just put these together on and throw them up on their YouTube pages, are you? No, but what I'm saying is, I think what they do, I don't think they're all live. You know, I think they're all recorded. No, no, separately. no, no, not at all. They yeah. can't be because of lag. <clears throat> so, like you're, you basically have to lay them down like tracks. Which so you makes need it to find even, yeah go ahead. musicians that would like be willing to do that. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Not, that's what I'm saying. It's not easy. I think it's it would easy. be expensive. I don't care. Money's no object with all my afterthought media riches, Lawson. <laughs> you know, as the way in Pride 48, they think I'm just a like King Midas sitting on top of a, a pile of coins. But, you know, uh, but the, the ultimate question is, which of the theme songs is your favorite? Is the first one, the second one, the third one, the fourth one? Which one is your favorite? I think the origin, the very first one. Yeah. Is probably. Okay. Yeah. So we do the very first one. And we do, could, you, you, mean, you got me thinking about how, you know, they're all doing it separately, right? So on yeah. the Sondheim "Take Me to the World" special, I think that's what it's called. Um, when they did the overture to, I think "Merrily We Roll Along," right, with a bunch mm-hmm. of different um, musicians, but they had a conductor. Did so they? I mean, he just sat in his little thing and just conducted by himself to nothing. Yep. Anyway, what's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Uh, how are you? Nothing. Um, just Wait. living. Okay, wait. I want life. everyone to know when we were scheduling this yesterday. Uh, I'm talking to M. Lawson here, and he goes, "Well, let's just try and give me a time so because I'm going to go, you know, do this, do this. And I'm going to go to the park and do handstands." And I go, "That's kind of you're just going to go to the park and do handstands?" And he's like, "Yep." I go, "You don't think that's weird?" Sorry, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I know. I wasn't either, Alexa. And so, uh, do you? Uh, 
do you, do, Lawson, do you want to explain what happens when you go to the park? Yeah, I don't think it's that weird. I think, <clears throat> especially right now, like with everybody in my neighborhood being kind of locked down and stuff, like mm-hmm. people are, you'll see people kind of in the streets exercising. And then this park is just, um, it's attached to a school. Mm-hmm. It's basically just a huge chunk of grass that's like an extended field mm-hmm. at that school. Yeah. Um, and so people kind of go and run and play soccer and do handstands. Pe- people put out blankets and like just lie in the sun and, mm-hmm. you know, people with kids go out and kind of just run in circles and you see people doing pushups on benches and there's nothing weird about what I'm doing at all. Like I don't stand out. Um, so I go and like, I sit in the sun and I read and I just soak up sun and doing handstands in grass is nice because it's like padding almost like it's the fall doesn't hurt so much as it does. If you're doing it on like cement or on my hardwoods and hardwood floor in my room, you know, I was thinking, you know, I watched the Ru. you ever heard of RuPaul's drag race? I yeah, was uh, watching it. Yeah. I was watching it yesterday and they, they, they opened up this big show that they did. With these, this guy came and just did backflips over and over again, all the way to the front of the stage. And I was like, oh, "Is that your is that your project for the next pandemic?" Maybe. Oh, really? <laughs> no, probably not. I mean, I just kind of want to get this accomplished. I'm really sick of recording them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't mind doing it, but then I like, I don't know. I try to put on a different shirt every day. In a in a way, it's kind of forcing me to shower and stuff, though. <laughs> somebody's looking at me, you know? Let me ask you this question. Have you become conscious that there's a lot of people who are trying to look at your penis while you do this? I remember that came up. And then uh, so I think a boo hacker messaged me and said, I noticed Lawson started wearing different pants once we brought that up or something. Is it is this true, Lawson? Yeah, like I don't do them in, the, in my running shorts or anything anymore. Um, yeah. But also, I'm like, no. Yeah, I mean, I'm aware of it. Sure. But don't you think if you are you going are you doing this for the clicks? Are you doing this for the views? Or what are you, what are you doing this for? What is anything for anymore? Really? <laughs> oh God, kind of you're a nihilist, Lawson here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking though. But um, I mean, what am I doing it for? Actually, I'm. I think that I'm gonna have a cool in a few days. Actually, well, you know, twenty days. I'm gonna have a cool compilation video of a hundred days of trying mm-hmm. um it's only gonna be like three minutes it's not that long but yeah. it's like i'm editing it kind of together now and i like it and mm-hmm. so i'm doing it for that so i have like a i captured mm-hmm. me the progress i've made and i've made a when you put day one next to day 80 like i've actually made a significant amount of progress you mm-hmm. can even see like my arms are a different shape and mm-hmm. i'm like not as weak in my arms as I used to be. So, yeah, but that's you, cool. you son of a bitch. Let me tell you, I know what's going to happen. It's going to be fucking November. We've forgotten about all this. And then you're going to be like, hey, everyone, look at this book I made called, you know, Standing on My Own Two Hands. It's available on Amazon. I put it together. I'm like, when? When did he do this? People were call- When you came up with this book, everyone was like, when did-, did he ever tell you he was writing a book? I'm like, no, I never knew anything about a book. So I have a new kind of graphic novel that I put out. It's called uh, 38, a zine uh-huh. compilation. Yeah. You could get it on Amazon um, to anybody listening. Uh, but it's it's a chunky one. It's 265 pages. 
Um, it's a, a bunch of stories that I tell from my life, and mm-hmm. I illustrated them. And mm-hmm. you should check it out. But um, you, you know, but people are starting to get it, which is that's this is the best part of the process, where mm-hmm. like people tag me in photos of them getting the book, and people have sent me photos of them. People that we uh, know. Yeah, it's like most. It's all friends. Yeah. Okay. Friends of the show. I mean, plenty of friends of the show have mm-hmm. tagged me in it. I'm gonna go put the link in Mixer. You know what? What makes me the one thing I do like about Crowdcast. I mean, I like a lot of things about Crowdcast, but one of the things I like is they. I would be able to put a call to action right there at the bottom of the screen that would be on there throughout the show, and people could um, click on that. So I'm putting. I'm gonna put it actually in the thing right now. I put it in the Mixer chat right now. So I've put the in the Mixer chat. I've put it in. Notice if you, Ooh, if you with if you, your smile, link. Yeah, look. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I'm not. I'm, I'm no dummy. <laughs> and by the way, if you want to help support undergrad prep, unless you're Aiden, fucking stop donating money, Aiden. Unless you're. By Aiden, the way, yeah, this would be a four episode uh, fight on Beverly or on Real Housewives of New York City. What would be a four episode uh, fight? There's been a few fights where like someone holds a charity event and then somebody else like donates a product for their business and then gets mad about. <laughs> The, the 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 somebody kind of like mudding the waters. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny! You know what? I'm I'm also gonna put it in the show notes, everybody. So if you're listening later, you're not in the chat room. I'll put the link to the Mike Laws's book in the show notes that so you can just click that's on. That's nice of you, Joey. Thank you. You know what? Because I'm gonna tell you something. This is gonna sound shady, and people aren't going to. They're gonna. Think, you have one coming in the mail, by the way. It's on the way oh, to your wow, house. Oh wow! Thank you. I didn't know that. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Mike Lawson furiously clicking right now to send it to me. But you know, no. it is uh, is because you have a Patreon. I proudly support you. Put this book because people are going to get their book. This Lori Roggenkamp, she started a Patreon. I am so worried. I am dreading the day that I start getting emails on Patreon saying. Hey Joe, I you know I supported Lori on Patreon because of you, and now I'm getting no shows, and uh, she won't answer my emails. I'm dreading that day. I mean, hopefully, um, it never happens. But uh, if anybody does get the book, by the way, and wants to help me out, I mean, by the way, I would thank anyone who did. But an Amazon review would go a long way to kind of tricking the algorithm. So, oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah. We should do a big. You know. uh, we should do a gift for people who uh, leave a review. Um, oh, they can shit. play the the triangle in our symphony reproduction of our theme song. Well, everyone should know we Mike and I and a lot of uh, you know tens of other people got some very bad news recently. That uh, one Betsy Carmichael has taken a leave of absence from her uh, pandemic duty of calling bingo. Now, is there a way to generate an online bingo card, Mike? Um, sure. I'm probably. I got it. Here we I go. Mean, Free custom bingo card. I'm gonna put this link in the chat room. I will also put this in the show notes. Okay, I'm gonna put this in the in the, the chat room though for right now. Uh, if you want to, if you want to uh, generate your own custom bingo card, go ahead and do that right now. And uh, we're gonna do. We're gonna call bingo, since uh, since Boo Hacker can't do it anymore. Oh wait, what? Make your own bingo card with you? Okay. Yeah, you haven't really thought this through. No, I haven't. You just sent a link where somebody could type in the numbers that you're about to say. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, it's like make a bingo card. So like, 
I don't know. I, well, type okay, then email Betsy Carmichael and ask her for a bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, if people want to do that, that's fine, but there's no prizes. I'm giving zero prizes for this. It's just a new thing we're doing. All right? So I'm going to... Oh, we got a bingo number here. Uh, I-29, Mike Lawson. I-29, that's the first number called. Dear... Next bingo number called, here we go, is I-19. I-19. I don't have a joke for that. Betsy always has the sharpest comebacks. B-12, dears. Make sure and take your vitamin, dear. B-12. I think it's something she would say. I I know earlier I said I had nothing going on today, but... (laughs) B thirteen, just the way that's the 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 thing that Joe has on his grinder, dear. B thirteen. And finally, I don't think that Betsy would make that joke. Finally, O sixty eight. When he doesn't quite want to do the sixty nine, it's what you yell when you orgasm, dears. O sixty eight. So those are the numbers, dears. B twelve, B thirteen, I nineteen, I twenty nine, and. Oh, 68 dears, be sure to fill out your bingo cards and be kind to each other, please. You were already funnier than Betsy was. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really don't understand if Betsy's supposed to be a comedian. I, I've asked that question. I don't know. That's the thing I, I'm afraid to ask Boo Hacker that question. I, I sort of suspect that he started this, like... And didn't realize he was going to get old, mm-hmm. old, an older theater follower oh, following. Yes. Uh-huh. And so he's kind of like trapped where he can't be vulgar. Yeah. And I feel like his humor kind of quickly is like, he's, he's good just, at vulgar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and mean. Yeah. And Betsy can't be those things. <laughs> yeah. He's basically become an actual uh, bingo caller. Like, it's no yeah. longer, like, a joke that he was doing. It's now he actually calls. He's become the very thing he was making fun of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I hope he's well. Yeah. Anyway, Lawson, let me tell you this story. Is uh, By the way, we're yeah. doing a show for, like, two people. <laughs> like, who knows what's going on right now? <laughs> what do you mean we're doing a show for two people? Who, who's understanding all this Betsy drama? Oh, do you think oh, we talk yeah, about yeah. it you enough know what? that people get this? Do you think – okay. Joey Boohacker, you're right. That's a very good. That's a very good point. I should explain this. Joey, because this J- Mike and I do a whole other show just privately for each other. Okay, so Joey yeah. Boohacker, our friend, our friend of me, I would say, official friend of me of the show, Joey Boohacker has a character he created named Betsy Carmichael. Now the story behind Betsy Carmichael is Boohacker and his theater company years ago was going to do a show, a published. They had to buy the rights show about two women who go to bingo games or something. It was like a two per- two women show. And it was going to be, bingo, yeah. yeah, about bingo. He and this other guy were going to dress and drag and do this show. Well, the um, license holder found out about this and sent them a cease and desist and told them they couldn't put on the show because they didn't want anyone in drag doing the show. They wanted it to be only, you know, cisgendered women. So, uh, cease and desist. I know two weeks before the show, <laughs> That's what, that's what you should. Uh, that's the name of my show, dear. Cease and desist. Anyway, um, so two weeks before the show, 
Boo Hecker was frantically trying to write a show that they could put on because they couldn't run another show. And in fact, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, Lawson. He called Yo, this me. This is a script. I know. He <laughs> called me one time and he said, I need your help, Patance. You're good with this shit. I want to do a song parody of the song Roxy, but instead of Roxy, it's Bingo. <laughs> then everybody's lips is going to be Bingo. <laughs> Anyway, I didn't help him. I said, I'm busy, right? Meanwhile, yeah. I was just playing Animal Crossing or whatever. And yeah, but burn me once. I mean, like, how many... I, I remember you... Remember the... Was it a, the roast or something? Uh-huh. Like, he's not one that accepts feedback. He's like, help oh, me. Oh, that's and right, then yeah. He's all he does is fight you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what Lawson is talking about is Pride 48 had the roast of Joey Buhecker, and I was more of a behind-the-scenes guy writing jokes for people who don't write jokes, like Adam and Taffy and all these people. They had an option. They could write their own jokes, which is what Taylor did, and I think maybe even Scott the Seder. I think Scott and Taylor wrote their own jokes, okay? But if you didn't want to write jokes, I would write them for you. And so I was feverishly writing the whole weekend. And Boo Hecker had written his own jokes, but he wanted to run them by me. And they just weren't funny. I didn't laugh. And he fucking screamed at me and stormed out of my hotel room. (laughs) (laughs) But what's funny is, I think he thought, you know, he thought that, I remember the next morning he was like, I think. He was telling everyone, I think Batance is bailing because I screamed at him so hard. And then I came downstairs and I was like, <laughs> right? And then everyone's like, oh, right, you're still among. Yeah, I go, the worst thing Boo Hacker could do is if someone's writing roast jokes about you, don't yell at the person writing the roast jokes because then it may, it fueled me. Yeah. Like, all the, <laughs> it, all it did oh, was let make me my get job. my notepad real <laughs> <Yeah>. quick. <laughs> so anyway, um, so he had this character named D- Betsy. And he uh, he's been doing it for at least five years, you know. And I so cutting back, so yeah. the, he lost the rights to that bingo show. He then has to, in a couple of weeks, write a brand new show mm-hmm. where a drag him and drag, yeah. Um, and it has to be bingo related because they bought all the set. Yes, that's right. you're. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're only two weeks away. And then I love how he, he kicked the other guy out of the show. The other guy was this SOL, right? And then yeah. he brings in Donna Sugars. This is so – it's like you you could make – it's like if Eric Cartman wrote a bingo show because he has Donna Sugars and this Corey Bieber guy who are his friends and then some old man who has since passed away, RIP. But oh, an old man – yeah, he died. Um, and you say friends. I call them lap dogs, but okay. <laughs> yeah. He has these people. He goes, I'm giving you a part in the show, Diaz, right? <laughs> But just all, say yes. Yeah, just say yes. All their parts are silent, little toad, you know? Uh, literally silent. Yeah, like silent. They are literally silent. And in fact, one day, this was the beginning of the end for him and Donna Sugars, during a show, uh, Donna ad-libbed a line or something, and he blew his fucking stack. <laughs> right? I wouldn't be surprised if he blew his stack on stage. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fucking cunt. Wow, you know your part is silent. Yeah. How dare you, dear? (laughs) How dare you, dear? You're fired. Get out of the stage. I'm being serious. Donna, get out of that costume. You know, and um, so anyway, so then now during the pandemic, he had this idea to raise money for, I don't know how it raised money for this theater, but uh, to raise money for the theater company. 
uh, he decided to do live bingo calling on the internet. Well, not even I think you're re- making assumptions there. I mean, they're creating content for the theater company's Facebook audience during mm-hmm. this time. So yes. he's basically calling bingo numbers. There's games they're giving away. Yeah. Uh, local gifts and prizes. They're giving away theater tickets and subscriptions and that sort of Have thing. You got, so- I think the idea is fine. Yeah. So then Lawson and I, because we are fucking heckle and jekyll, we're scheming behind the scenes. Okay. And we decide to sign up for. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I signed up under a pseudonym, and then one of the afterthoughts, Humble Pie, signed up as me. <laughs> All right? So he thinks... Which I think was a solid joke. <laughs> <laughs> so Lawson signs up as himself, somebody signs up as me, and then I signed up as a woman named Esther Cortinas. Right? And we all get our bingo cards, okay? I won. Lawson won, but have you ever gotten your gift? No. He hasn't even responded to my emails <laughs> claiming the prize. <laughs> And I'm convinced, I'm convinced that you and I were the only ones watching. And then you stopped watching. Why won? I, I'm not going to win again. I mean, even if I do, I'm not going to claim. Why claim the prize? You don't get shit if you win. Yeah, but I but then I wanted to win too, like you did. And I kept playing. And I, the reason I think you and I were the only ones watching were, I told Lawson, I go, my card, because then we were doing the one where you had to fill up the whole card. I forget what it's called. The play all or cover all. And I was like, listen, my card is, oh, he's running out of balls in the thing. I still, I don't, no one's called bingo, right? I still yeah. call bingo. So finally he goes, oh, someone called bingo. We're moving on now, right? And because then he stopped posting for a long time. I think he figured out it's only me and you watching. And he was like, fuck this. Because then he stopped. He, he hasn't really posted. And he, he sent out a message a day or two ago. Saying, oh, dears, uh, I have to take a little break for a while. Stay safe. Goodbye. You know, and I was like, oh, okay. So now. Yeah, I think it could just be, it could be that. It could be that he's just going through a lot and didn't realize. Well, <laughs> Cut to he was the one of the guys who shoved that old man in Buffalo. Stop. <laughs> Can of worms, though, also, because. He's doing this in a stupid way. We've talked about yes. it. We've critiqued this to death. Yes. He like gets in full drag yeah. every day to yeah. record a seven minute video where he no, pulls there's three minutes. four bingo. Where he pulls four bingo numbers. Yeah. Like he and he gets he does this daily. It's not that he records them all in one day. Yeah. Because he like gives us live updates, which he, he doesn't need to do in a game where seven people are playing bingo. Yeah. <laughs> He, Lawson, and I, Lawson I and I said we should. He just should just call all the numbers in one sitting, you know. Five, you know, do a different shows, you know. So like, f- call five numbers, start a different show. Call just in one sitting, you know, and then do a voiceover if people win or call it, and then because the, the calling numbers doesn't change, right? Or I mean, if he, I get in drag and like do a, a substantial part of every video, and then just have the kind of like current stuff be voiceover like you said yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. a minute of your three minute videos or yeah whatever. i don't know and then you can have it all done his weeks all done i know it's so it's so bizarre why doesn't he listen to us hey i broke my pinky toe joey wait what um yeah and it's kind of your fault well <laughs> you know what also i i, be, I remind me to tell you why fuck you you've caused a hypochondriac to be losing his mind go on tell me about okay. your pinky toe so uh, the other day we were talking on the phone and I've been – so I like wear my 
AirPods, yeah. which are connected to my computer, which mm-hmm. is mirrored to my TV. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I was actually in bed with AirPods on and you called. And so I jump up and I like answer the call on my computer. Mm-hmm. But then I got it back in bed. We're talking. And then when we hang up, it's not really your fault. But when we hang up, I stood up. And when I stood up, like uh, my pinky toe was kind of like wrapped in my cuff- comforter a little bit. Okay. And my full weight was on the outside of the comforter. So I like pulled my foot and basically just like rip cracked my toe, pulled my toe away from my other toes and just like snapped it. Oh, and it was excruciating and it's like black and blue and disgusting. Oh, uh, running. I can't run right now. Like wearing shoes is a little difficult, but it's not that bad, Uh but it's painful. And, I'm not going to go to a dog. Oh, I've already told you this. Didn't we already talk about yeah, this? Yeah, but the people the people got concerned about you. Oh. <laughs> well, it, just in my head, I had a flash of you saying, uh, or of us talking about how doctors won't do shit about a broken toe anyway. Yeah. So I, I just remembered that I've already told you this. But anyway, um, so it's broken, and I'm kind of like taking it easy, and it's fine, but. That happened. Yeah. So, so this, so in that conversation, actually, the, I'm glad you brought up that conversation that we had privately, because in that conversation, I start asking him about, you know, diabetes and toes and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And uh, you were saying like, oh, well, and you're telling me the science about how you know blood gets is heavier when you know you have diabetes and it doesn't get to the foot right, and they look for sores and stuff like that, right? And that's how you lose a toe or if it gets too far, infection, yada yada, right? Yeah. So look of at your course, feet, that's all. Oh, just look at it. Well, I mean, like, know your feet. Don't ignore if there's a sore in your foot. You know what I mean? Like, pay okay. attention. So let me ask you this that's question. All. So on my right big, t- yeah, my right, my right big toe, I think amputate I ha- it. <laughs> <laughs> Larry Flick wants to have a word with you. So on uh, my right big toe, I have a very minor ingrown toenail, and it, for some reason, it only bothers me at night. But, like, it does not bother me right now, right? But at night, for some reason, it it's not even super bad pain. It just throbs, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, there goes my toe. Lawson just told me now. Am I going to lose my toe? No. I bet you it has something to do with swelling, though. Because, like, if, you know, at the end of the day, your feet are fatter. Because it's, like, oh, cooling. Yeah. So Wait. I bet you, like, when you're sleeping, it kind of is taking care of that swelling. And then that pain isn't there. Oh. So when, when your toe swells, something's hurting. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's just. It's not. It's just. It's just like a minor like soreness. So, and yeah, at, yeah, yeah. And, but at night, my brain goes to, I'm gonna have this toe amputated. I mean, like, I'm not saying your feet are swollen. I'm just saying, like, your feet swell. Everyone's feet swell throughout the day. Oh, so I didn't maybe know like that. when that when that toe is kind of like plumper. Yeah. It's like poking something in the oh, nail. Oh, interesting. Very very. That's my guess. I'm a doctor, so. Yeah, you know, we know how to do that, Doctor Mike Lawson. But you know, um. More like Dr. Kevorkian. But, you know, we were talking about uh, this, on this on the T, the show, the T we have. And the current poll that we have up is, do you wash your legs and feet in the shower? Because this is... This oh, was, I answered that. I didn't understand what it was about, though. Oh, it's from the T. We're trying to do a new poll every week on the T that we ask all the patrons, you know? Oh. And uh, this week, it was JL has brought it to us. He wanted to know whether Lori and I washed our, our legs and feet in the shower. What is your answer, Lawson? 
Of, yes, 100% yes. Why? Sh- I mean, there are times where I'll jump in the shower and the purpose is kind of to wet my hair and to get sleep out of my eyes so that I don't look like I just rolled out of bed. Mm-hmm. And that's like a, you know, a five minute thing. And that's, I'm not, it's sometimes I don't even put soap on my body. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's <clears throat> really just rinsing off. So in those cases, no. But if I get in the shower to shower, yeah, I do. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. Okay. So I'm going to talk about my answer. I thought about this. And what I actually took a shower since, a couple of showers, and I paid attention, is I wash everything down to my knees, but I rarely wash my calves or my feet. Yeah. I I just, it, why? Well, I think part of, for me, a lot of it is like, sort of like taking inventory. So like, do I have sores? like on the bottom of my foot, like I do kind of like have that back of mind, but it's Mm -hmm. also just like, I feel like the touch is stimulating enough to kind of ensure blood flow. I don't know something about it. I just like touch my whole body in the shower. Like that's part of the process is like head, like tippy top of the like longest hair yeah, all the way down to the sole of my feet. Like that's part okay. of the process. It's something I never thought about before, but here's what I'm thinking right now. It, well, first of all, I can't speak for Lori here. Can I only speak for myself? When you're a fat person, it's just harder to do that. I mean, I would have to buy a shower chair. I'm not going to even be funny, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. One. Two is I definitely dry my feet with a towel and I wipe the calves down with a towel, but actually soap? Well, my, I, I wear jeans every day. I'd never wear – I mean, I can't even think of a moment like – Yes, you need to wash the sweat off and all that stuff. But I feel the water does. Am I wrong here? This is so weird. I know there's a big controversy yeah. on Twitter. I don't know. Have I told you about my uh, how I do a coffee shower every once in a while? No. What's a this, coffee shower? So this might get weird. Um, so like I'll take coffee grounds, right? Mm-hmm. So I I brew in batches. So like I'll do like you know a few days worth of coffee at a time. So it's like mm-hmm. a substantial amount, and then I just freaking exfoliate my entire body head to toe with oh, coffee. Gr- it's like yeah like a mud shower and you get a jolt of caffeine when you do it too oh you do yeah don't do it at night oh. um because it just i mean it feels refreshing to kind of like scrub your whole body right mm-hmm. but then you're like your blood's flowing but then you're also absorbing just a little bit of the caffeine too oh i didn't know it's, that it's good but it feels really good on like the bottom of your feet and like in in between your toes and like mm-hmm. I don't know I'm <clears throat> I don't go barefoot outside at all so mm-hmm. like my feet very rarely just like touch ground like it's always that's what I'm saying my feet very rarely if ever touch ground yeah I don't know so I do that coffee shower so I'll like scrub up everywhere mm-hmm. I also do like sometimes I'll put like um like well I'll moisturize so I like touch everywhere too mm-hmm. I don't know look I'm not opposed but to I, it it's just something I've never ta- I never never thought of it. No, I'm not. I'm not passing judgment when I say when I'm expressing my um, shock that other people don't do that. It's more one of those things that, like, oh, I just assumed everyone was doing this thing that I do in private the exact same way, and it's kind of almost startling to be like, oh shit, I've never really thought that there's even a different. Like, do I even have to do well, you, that? I know. I you know what it is is I found out that I have synesthesia. Okay, What's which that? is synesthesia is uh, it's I don't it's uncommon. I wouldn't say it's rare. Where some some people have color synesthesia, so when you say like numbers, oh. they might associate a number with a color. 
Mine yes, is yeah, yeah, yeah. spatial synesthesia. So when I imagine numbers, they go in a very, very, very specific and repeating geometric shape. Okay. And no, oh, stop, 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 stop. Say that again. That was a little too. I didn't absorb what you just said. Yeah. When I, when, when you, like, if I'm, if I'm picturing, I'm doing it right now. If I'm picturing the numbers one through 10, let's say, they go in a very, it's always consistent, a very clear geometric shape, is the best way to put it. Like, uh, it's, it's very difficult to describe. But, yeah. um, like, when, like, if you say, uh, pick a number from one to 200, for instance. Three. I, okay. Well, that's fine. I know exactly where three is, almost if it's like a, uh, on a wall, I can I see it in a sh- in a like a like a in a plane that exists, and I could go point to the number three in front of my f- face. Yeah, I'm gonna. And anyway, I thought everybody had. Let's I read. move on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is, I thought everybody had this. I thought everybody yeah. saw they had their own unique shape for numbers and whatnot. And I found yeah, out just like I a don't. year or two ago that this is not true. It's, uh, yeah, the, even just you describing it is very kind of so abstract to me that the color one is easier to understand. People with color synesthesia, they might say, "Oh, yeah. seven is like a purple." And when I think, I've heard a yeah. a, uh, a TikTok person I follow. She does mm-hmm. illustrations of her synesthesia. I've mm-hmm. never said the word out loud, mm-hmm. but she sees colors with names or something. Okay, and so she draws people's names that oh, comment oh interesting and it's just like it's just basically like a color palette for names. yeah 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 so uh anyway well uh, what else was, oh you, did you finish your story i have a note mm-hmm. from you that you want to talk about a sound oh yeah well it's not a new story exactly do you have that sound up actually oh no i'll pull it up so what happened is uh because of these newly installed wind resistant structures at the Mm -hmm. golden gate bridge Mm -hmm. the bridge is like making a weird whistling noise and it's not just like on the bridge you can hear the weird noise people Mm -hmm. are hearing like all over the bay you can hear this uh whistle okay and it's not like san francisco has no wind it's Mm -hmm. like a bridge that takes in a lot of wind that's why they mm-hmm. have these wind resistant structures installed mm-hmm. uh but i wanted you to play the audio because it's an audio podcast i thought it might be cool okay so here we go i'm gonna play the audio uh here we go it's ready to go here the first go. one i think is a kind of further away and the second one is on the actual bridge this is the one on the actual bridge i can tell oh and have, have you heard this no i can't hear it from my house but i haven't really like tried Whoever's playing the pan flute over it makes it hard to hear. But... Okay, let, let me look at the other one. Because they, they are doing some sort of thing there. Okay. But there's a lot of people that are talking about how this is like an eerie sound in a time that's like kind of eerie as yeah. well. Alright, here we go. Here's this one. Oh, that's a better one. sound but i think i find it very peaceful and soothing yeah it's not like i can't get work done if i was hearing that constantly you know be actually really interesting is to take to take like a blue yeti and just record the ambient noise for a few hours and make it like a uh like a sleep kind of sound thing i would like that i mean even that sound you just played with like the bird in it i like that yeah yeah that's the one like yeah 
I what are your thoughts on wind chimes? Do you what do you, do you I like don't them? like the not that I hate them. I really like the wood ones. Mm-hmm. I love that sound. The the metal one I can take your leave. The metal ones are grandma's house to me. Like there's yes. something so nice about it yes. just cuz she always had them. Yeah. But uh, I mean if my grandma played the bagpipes maybe I'd like bagpipes a little bit more too, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could totally see sound. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is really interesting. Well, how long ago did that start? The noise. Uh very like this week. They just oh. installed them. So people are talking about it. That's why it was. it's not a news story, but it's an audio thing and thought I would share it with you. Hey, look, I'm Catching gonna, Up is one of those things, Mike Lawson, is uh, – Whatever we want it to be. Whatever we want it to be. You know, uh, for me this week uh, was mostly just taken with like back pain and doing podcasts. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, you know, friend of the show Joey Spitz, you know? Yeah. And his brother is a doctor. In New York City, ER doctor. I'm friends with him, too. And he writes to... Okay, have I talked about him before? About his girlfriend and how she dumped him at the beginning of coronavirus pandemic? I know that story. I don't know I told him the show. So he's an ER doctor. So at the beginning of the pandemic, he is just working, you know, nonstop, exhausted. And he had a girlfriend. And like a week or two into the quarantine, she broke up with him because she never saw him. Right? And he was... <laughs> What a fucking bitch, right? Well, and, I mean, if you had a shit boyfriend that you were like, fuck, how do I get out of this relationship? Yeah. And then this happens, maybe you're just like, ugh. Yeah, maybe. I might just pe- peel this band-aid off quickly. And yeah, get good out excuse, yeah. Uh, so anyway, even though I was telling him that, you know, she works in the same field as, um, what was her name? Mary Cooper, the woman, Amy Cooper, the one that uh, called the cops on the black guy. Remember this? What, it it yeah, seemed like it was a million years ago. Huh? Like financial planning yeah. or something? Yeah, she works in financial uh, in the financial investment industry. Whatever that whatever exactly she did, his girlfriend did, right? Mm-hmm. And I said that I go in my head, I go, I've never I said this time on Friday. I go, I've never seen her or met her, but in my head she is that woman. And he started mm-hmm. laughing because yes, she does work in that field. And they went to the same college. Huh. Yeah. So uh anyway. He tells me that his brother, Joey Spitz, and his sister have been... Um, Joey Swallows. <laughs> I don't know what that was. The name has always been funny to me because it's a sentence. Oh, Joey Spitz. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Because I can see his... I see his name when I say it, which is S-P-I-T-Z. Yeah. Anyway... And with my synesthesia. Yeah. Yeah. So when... Uh, it's, it, it, it is funny, though, you saying that because it's, sometimes you get so used to something, you don't take it for what mm-hmm. it sounds like. Like, for instance, we were talking about it yesterday with my cousins, is my cousin Richard. And for those of you who don't know, I have a gay cousin named Richard who's a week younger than me and gay and doesn't talk to me anymore. And uh, his dad's name is Richard. So my whole life, the entire family has always called him Little Richard. You know? Mm-hmm. And so whenever I've said Little Richard in front of people that aren't family, they go, wait, the singer? So when Little Richard died, and they, everyone was Little Richard, Little Richard, Little Richard, it was super funny to me because then they started. To, but usually when I talk about Richard, I don't think about Little Richard the singer. I was talking about Little yeah. Richard, and yeah. so uh, anyway, it's the same thing here with Joey Spitz. I never think of like, oh, he spits, you know. I just anyway. So John tells me John Spitz that he tells me that Joey and his sister have been bugging him that he should write an op-ed about his time as an ER doctor. 
during the coronavirus in New York, right? Great. And I go, yeah. great idea. He goes, I wrote it. He's I already wrote it. I'm, I send it to you right now. Could you read it? He's all, I, he was working night, so he called me in the morning. And he goes, I'll, I'm going to go to sleep, and when I wake up, I'll call you. I'm like, great. I read it. He calls me. Mike Lawson, I should almost send it to you. No. The entire thing was about his girlfriend. Can I tell about you the story? How she did him wrong? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the entire thing, like, it's like a sentence or two about being a doctor, and the whole thing is like, I can't stop thinking about her. Well, did I do something wrong? And I'm like, oh, God, I don't know. Mm. Oh, God. Right? I do. I do. This gives credit to my theory that she was like, how the fuck do I get out of this? Oh, I, well, no. When I first talked to him about it, I knew exactly why she broke up with him. Um, first of all, Generally speaking, generally speaking, there are many, many circumstances where this is not true. But in a general sense, in my experience, and I want to qualify that with in my experience, oftentimes I've noticed a difference between the way men end a relationship and the way women end a relationship. And in my experience, it's been that men end a relationship first and then they mourn the loss. Okay. Whereas, but I think you are more in the latter, Mike, with Steve, which is they mourn women, in my experience, and Mike Lawson, mourn the loss. And then once that mourning period is done, they end the relationship. So that by the time they're done, they're done. And that's when they end it, right? And I think he was going to that because he was like, because the breakup came out of nowhere to him. And I was like, oh, but... She must have been giving him signs. I can't remember he told me she was, but he didn't realize it. And he was just like, whatever. But anyway, the, the, I think the inciting incident was, um, and it's still she's in the wrong here, but they had a trip. They had a planned trip to go to uh, skiing in Colorado. And literally only a few days before the event, um, he got called into work. Coronavirus was happening and he couldn't go. And she went instead just by herself with a bunch of other couples. So it's all the couples friends of hers. And her, because he couldn't go, and you know they were like, just leave his ass, Brittany. That's fucking fucked up that he did that. Like, now you're here all by yourself, and maybe even she met somebody. You know? I think she met somebody. Yeah, I mean, an alternate could be that she went around friends that were very supportive and were like, hey, you know, like, I know he's, you know, a doctor and he's busy, but you also had to do what's right for you. Like, where are you at? And where's your head at? And you know, being around supportive people could have just kind of talked her into doing what she wanted to do. Perhaps. I don't know why I'm so invested. I don't in know why, but the point, yeah, the, but the point is, <laughs> the point is, you're like Lori Roggenkamp with Carol Baskin. The point is that um, he wrote an entire op-ed about that, so I read that. But other than that, oh, I will tell you I this. think all religions kill people at one point or another, though. Isn't that what Lori said one time? I think, well, I think she's in all religions are bad. Every single religion oh, yeah. has never done anything good. Okay. So, um, no, what, you know what? So I've been having, today's a good day. Yesterday was a good day, but Friday was a fucked up day for my back. I've been having intermittent back pain uh, for the Weird. past week or two, right? Well, no, yeah. I think what happened with the, when, so Friday was really bad because it was getting better until Friday. I think what happened when I got overconfident and I stopped taking my meds, you know, and I was yeah. like, whatever, my back's better. And then it just fucking agitated all over again. When I did the first response on Friday night, when I I was doing that in so much pain, I was in so much pain when I was recording that show. And afterwards, I clicked off, all the sound was off. 
I literally, to get out of the chair, I screamed, and I was hunched over, Ugh. and I had my parents turn on the hot tub. God bless my privilege of having a hot tub. And, and your t- parents to turn it on. And my parents turned it on for me. And I uh, got in the Mother, hot tub. draw me a bath. Mother, draw me a bath, please. And I don't want it to be more than 94 <laughs> degrees, please. I don't want to get too hot. I don't want to boil my organs. Anyway, um, and I'm going to wash my feet and ankles and calves in the hot tub. So I have my bubble bath ready. So anyway, um, I took my medicine right when I, the show was over. Uh, it was a muscle relaxer and ibuprofen. And then... The hot, I mean, the hot tub didn't cure it all, but I was able to walk at least. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And then I took the medicine, I went to bed, and then ever since then, it's there. It's back to where it was, where it's on the on the path to healing. And now I'm not fucking around with this medication. I'm taking it. Good. What I'm trying to say, I'm gonna be, I'm addicted. I'm gonna be addicted to pills by the end of this. Two things. Well, they're not addictive, right? What are what is it that you're taking? I think one of them, Flexerol. I'm, I'm sure oh. that seems like it's a, it's a muscle relaxer. Mm. Well, well like, that's the thing, though. That's what I was kind of worried about. I don't know. You know, you since you're a doctor, you know this. I was wondering if I already became addicted because the day I didn't take Flexerol was the day that my my back went out, and I'm wondering, um, do you think maybe my body was already addicted? And I'm looking this up right now. A person may be addicted to Flexerol if they have experience displayed the following patterns. Okay, who cares? Oh, I don't do any of that. Oh, oh. Here's, a, here's an Evil John story. Wait, uh, I'm not done with the back stuff. Oh, go ahead. Well, two things. One, I was going to say, I forgot one of them, I think. Um, but one is, not right now, I'm not saying you should be doing this now mm-hmm. while you're experiencing pain, mm-hmm. but rather kind of like regularly. Do you like stretch at all? Do you like... No, but I did go to YouTube and I've looked up a mm-hmm. bunch of videos from actual chiropractors um, yeah. for if you're having back pains, the... Se- the safest stretches to do. And I will say I did those yesterday morning after the horrible day. And I really do feel that they really helped. I do like just nightly while I'm watching TV and stuff. I'm not, it's not like I work out, but I'll, Mm -hmm. I'll do like forward bends and, or I'll sit on the ground while I'm watching TV and kind of stretch out some stuff. Cause I have lower back problems. Oh, you do. Yeah. Lower back problems are the fucking worst. And then the other thing I was going to say is your jacuzzi time is a good time to like, massage your feet and stuff like it's not like you're in your legs do you know what i mean like just touch them and make sure that oh it's yeah not that's, like that's happening there's yeah, yeah, yeah. some sore that's there that you, you know, know what's what's good, actually painful what's good about the hot tub jacuzzi slash spa is that the buoyancy because look i'm i'm aware that because of my weight is probably a big contributor to my back pain it makes me more buoyant and i can therefore do stretches that probably wouldn't yeah. be available to me in in real gravity you know? Right. That's like why water aerobics and stuff are yeah. so popular. Yeah, for exactly. sure. Um, but other than that, for the week, unless people who listen to this Joe Batanz know of anything else, I think that's been pretty What's much. What's the Evil John story? Oh, God. John Paul actually called me while we were talking. He was. Okay. So, so I don't know if I talked about this on the show, but John Paul's mother had a terrible accident and she's on the path of recovery, but John Paul has had to go to his mother's house every day. And help out because he's a good bit Filipino son and whatnot. And so he's been helping her along with his sister because his dad's very ill and the mom used to take care of the dad. So they needed help. So uh, he was gone. He's been gone most of the time, you know, taking care of his mom. And Evil John's been left his own devices. And often when I would talk to John Paul, he would be like, um, uh, oh, 
Evil John's here, but he's not talking to me, or he's asleep. And he was telling me, like, um, I go, what's, what's up with that? And he goes, well, when Evil John is on Adderall, this is what happens. And he'll stay up for um, three days straight, and then he'll sleep for five days straight. You know, because yeah. of Adderall. I'm like, so I said Danger. to him, well, I don't think... I don't remember how this question came up. I'm all like, but well, have you spoken to his doctor about changing his dosage or, and he goes, no, no. Um, but then I can't remember why I specifically asked this and why John gave this very specific answer. He said, no, 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 no. Uh, John crushes the Adderall and then snorts it. What? And I was like, what the fuck? Does he have a prescription for this Adderall? Yeah, he has a prescription. Like no, he has a prescription. He has a prescription for the Adderall. Yeah, but I think he's abusing it. Do you remember when I had the hot roommate named Drew? Oh, Phoenix? God, so fucking hot. We. <laughs> wait, wait. You thought to... he wasn't hot? Oh no, you thought he was. Oh, he was really hot. Yeah. Oh, but wait a minute. He... Why didn't you guys ever hook up? I forget. Um. Uh oh. I mean, we. Uh-oh. We just didn't. No, Uh-oh. we didn't. You we, never we ever even didn't. came close. Say, say it again. You guys never even came close. Not even like it was a tense moment one night. No, I mean we would go out and get drunk together and stuff, but we would, and so we would be like, hang on each other and like kiss or something. Wait, 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 like, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean kiss? Just like kiss in a bar, not make out. Just like you know, kiss on the cheek or kiss on the lips. Everywhere. What? <laughs> it was kind of a weird, slutty time. It was a, it was a tough time for me. But anyway, but wait, wait, wait. Why um, didn't you guys ever hook up then? Um, because he kind of had a, a, he had he he would always have people. I would always have people. But also, we were roommates. Like I didn't want to, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. then it would change the housing. Like it just would make housing very. Did he difficult. ever make it clear that he would if you wanted to? No, I feel like it was one of those, like, let's not talk about it because then we'll have to talk about it sort of oh, things. Okay. All right. So go on with your story. Um, so he used to work the grave night, graveyard shift, mm-hmm. um, which was a great roommate situation, by the way. Mm-hmm. But he, he would work graveyard and then he would come home on Fridays, but then want to, like, have a regular weekend with the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So he would take Adderall over his weekends to keep him awake. Oh. And he, so basically in your brain, the part of my brain that says like, um, like stay awake or something kind mm-hmm. of like is the same part of the brain that's telling people with ADD. I'm, I'm sort of like making this up and maybe speaking mm-hmm. out of turn, but yeah, I feel like it kind of has an opposite effect for someone who doesn't need it. So it like made him stay awake for days. Mm-hmm. And then there was one weekend where he was just going really hard and he was taking Adderall and he, um, he was at some sort of like recreational place we have in Phoenix. And he was like basically paralyzed. Like he could understand everything that was happening around him, but just like all his muscles tensed up and he couldn't move. Oh my gosh. And he had to like, um, he got like first aid from like EMTs that were on site Mm -hmm. and they basically said like, Hey, you know, you can go. They didn't like take him to an ER or anything, but like Uh it was a serious event. Well, you know, it's so funny. I've never been on Adderall. Have you ever taken Adderall? No, never. 
So I don't need it. What's funny is when Evil John takes Adderall, he's really awful to John Paul when he's awake. Like awful. John Paul says he's awful, right? Mm-hmm. And I could relate because Cameron took Adderall only when he needed to take it. Like if he was like, oh, I'm going to be having to concentrate. Like I have to do some work or something like that, right? Yeah. And whenever he took Adderall, he became, and he knew this, he became the, the hugest fucking a-hole. Like literally like a fucking dick. Like horrible human being. You know? Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. Is that common with Adderall? You're a doctor. Mike, tell us. I don't know. Mario takes it, but we don't. We haven't really talked about. It. He's talked about like negative side effects with like food and stuff. Like what, he has it? trouble. What do you mean? He it like removes appetite, and oh. so he has to like um, schedule kind of meals and stuff. Otherwise, mm-hmm. he'll like not eat for a long time and then eat like three pizzas and then oh. you know what I mean. Like he, he struggles with kind of like maintaining appetite and interest in food. How often are you talking to this Mario now? Never. Really? Yeah. Are you guys, is it a cold war or is it? No. It's like hay in the hallway. That's how I'm but, with but, them, everyone right now, though. But you guys used to hang out. You came to Southern California with him. <laughs> yeah, 2014. <laughs> is he still doing the same thing where he like, like an event planner or something, right? Um, He's uh laid off as well. <gasps> yeah, I mean, how many parties are they planning right now? No, but he's still doing the same thing, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Laid off from that place. Uh, all right. Well, very interesting. Any other stories, Mike Lawson? I did want to very quickly. No, um, it's not a huge story, but I have a friend of the show. Where, where are we at on time? Are we way over time? No. A uh, friend of the show, Carrie. Um, I don't know that she uses her last name or not, but she's uh, a Patreon subscriber. Mm-hmm. I don't know how frequently she listens. I think it's her birthday today, actually. So oh. she's not here today. Mm-hmm. Um, new mom. She's around a lot. I don't know that she does Discord stuff, but uh, she posted a couple weeks back that she was doing this thing with her husband where they put the name of a bunch of recording artists into a jar. Have mm-hmm. I told you this? No. Good. So they put recording artists in a jar, but like names of recording artists that are like um kind of like universally recognized as good i would mm-hmm. say and i i'm saying that that's not how she described it but like good enough that like they have a strong fan base so there's something there right mm-hmm. like prince and they put prince yeah um uh rick uh <laughs> elton john elton john um alanis morissette mm-hmm I'm making these up now, but yes, you, you get it like big, big names into a jar. And so the point is she has this new son and she was like, you know what? Around the house, like I keep playing the same playlist. Mm-hmm. Why don't we pull out a new name of this jar, put it on the, the, the cork board. And for the week, that's all we're going to listen to. So when we put on music, let's put on an album by that person or the greatest hits or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So she posted that on social media. And I was like, hey, if you post the name every week or tell me, I'm going to do this as well. Because it's kind of like a, I listen to the same playlist kind of based on mood or whatever. But mm-hmm. I don't know kind of how to explore more. But I would mm-hmm. like to. Yeah. So this is just kind of like structure on how to explore. So last week we listened to Jason Mraz. The week mm-hmm. before was uh, uh, Ricky, Ricky Valley. Is his name Ricky? Who are you talking about? From the from um Jersey. Boys. Oh, Frankie Valley. 
Frankie Valley. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate Ricky. Frankie Valley. The week before that was Maroon Five, <clears throat> um, and the week started on Sunday. So this week I'm starting with um, Queen today. So oh. for this week I'm just gonna listen to Queen. And what's kind of good about it is like you can find the Queen Essentials playlist, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing it for a whole week, <clears throat> I'm like, you know, what? I'm gonna go for a walk. I'm gonna just put on this album. Oh wow! Where you're gonna hear like you know, the tracks that aren't making the essentials playlist, but are Mm -hmm. kind of either quirky and not kind of Frankie Valley has some weird songs where it's like, Oh my God, this is not in line with everything else I've heard, but I like it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm kind of finding just like deeper cuts. And so I'm enjoying it. So the end. Very good. Uh, what do you, what do you got going on? I, that sounds like a good idea because that's the thing is I'm sort of diff- but I would want to do that actually, but with like sort of newer music. Not that I would ever listen just actively to you know uh, sh- you know Sean Mendez or like is Doja Cat yeah. a person? I don't know. Yeah, right? I don't know if it's a person or a band, but yeah. Yeah, but I would want to hear them at least I'm familiar with it. Does that make sense? Just to be still in the yeah. no pop culture wise you know yeah and maybe i will like some other songs i've heard some billy eilish songs and I'm like oh that's pretty good you know i can tell you even like i'm learning i'm getting connected with like the histories of stuff that i didn't really understand mm-hmm. with music that i even know i mean the that grease theme song did, yeah i didn't know that was frankie valley i did have you know, to know what i mean that. like yeah. hey oh i did by chance that i knew that but yeah i mean I, yeah so I'm just learning and kind of enjoying that. So, all right, very good. What do you got going on this week? Um, I got a bunch of nothing. I mean, I have uh, I was I have some kind of book marketing stuff that I was gonna do, but mm-hmm. then like, I don't know, it's just such a weird time to do anything right now. Um, and I'm watching season twelve of uh, Survivor, which is the weird season where they split the tribes into black people, white people, <gasps> Asian people, and Mexican people or oh, Latinos. Okay. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> season 12. It's not like, Oh, season one, we didn't know people would be watching. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they go there. Um, and that's it. What do you got going on next week? It's the same all week as, you know, like rec- Mondays and Tuesdays are my, um, Oh, I know. I know I can, I can talk about this. I can talk about this. Okay. Uh, I have, uh, you know, Monday and Tuesday I have podcasts, you know, and mm-hmm. it's my day. And then um, Wednesday and Thursday my days off and I do those weekly calls. Lawson, I think I might remove somebody from the <gasps> weekly calls. Who? Um, it rhymes with Beth. Because um, it's Beth. <laughs> I feel like you were trying to, trying to think of what rhymes with Beth. <laughs> Um, because it's in the past few weeks. Well, one week, like a week. Meanwhile, you you get a notification from your friend Seth, who just unsubscribed from Patreon. <laughs> Beth doesn't subscribe to Patreon any, anymore. Uh, so um, that's why I said okay, I can do this. So um, cut to she resubscribed. Um, but she wouldn't listen. No, that's what we're doing at the very end. She probably. You know what? I should have done this. I should play the theme song and then come back and talk about it. Anyway, uh, she goes, uh, it's been the past few weeks, 
you know, it started off, and she does this thing where she, I can tell she's like, I wouldn't go go quite so far as say trolling, but she's trying yeah. to bait me into a political argument, and I just don't bite, you know? Yeah. And then one week she said, Joe, I just don't have anything to talk about. I think we have to move, I think we have to move these to once a month. And I was like, I'll oh, move it to zero, right? Because yeah. la- last week it was... By the way, every single time that she's done this for the past three or four weeks, I changed the subject in the most obvious, I don't want to talk about, I like you too much to talk about this kind of way, you know? Mm-hmm. So last week, last week she went, so did you hear about this stupid governor in Michigan who, like, everyone's making fun of her because she, people were saying, well, how are we going to get our hair cut? And she said, uh, look at Google, how to cut your own hair on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, yeah. And how she and her husband, they're just going to restaurants with no masks now because they're open and they're going to the mall. And she went to the gym because this is a whole conspiracy by the media to make us believe that there's a pandemic. And I was like, oh, God. So, yeah, and, and I think I might remove her. But not, not stop being her friend. But these are supposed to – I don't – I dread the phone calls with her. And they're not supposed to be me dreading a phone no. call. It's yeah. supposed to be fun. And when she said, like, there's nothing to talk about, we should make it a monthly, in a way – the there's nothing to talk about is kind of why I've enjoyed them. Like <laughs> yeah. you and I have talked about stuff that's like, I don't know. We just talk about whatever. It's mm-hmm. not like, Oh, I need to update you on these six things. It's mm-hmm. rather just like chit chatting and yeah, no point. Yeah. yeah. No point at all. It's just like the show. All right, God lost in uh, let's life. Call it a day there. Like life. <laughs> it seems like you're kidding. I'm kidding. Should I be worried about you with this new nihilism you have? Um, no, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> Worry or don't, it's not going to change shit. Right. <laughs> um, I'm fine. I'm, okay. I mean, I'm still seeing my therapist, and we're like, we're working through stuff. So I'm not like, well, I'm seeing a therapist and the therapist. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah, how's that going? Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about that. Um, my therapist or the therapist? The, uh, <laughs> oh, God, I can't even tell which one is which. <laughs> the one that you want to fuck. Um, it's good. I, I. I like him. I'm not a horny person recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'm getting weirdly kind of like, I really would like to see him. <laughs> then do it. Nah, it scares me. No, it scares me too. You know, we were bringing back the pit crew and we recorded an episode yesterday. And uh, Philip. Oh, you had, did? Yeah. And Philip said, you know, I'm going to get plexiglass. But when I got there, he's like, oh, the plexiglass, I guess. I didn't even think about this. There's a huge shortage on plexiglass right now. Oh, yeah. Because of all the stuff. And so he's like, and so we record, but I know he's, I know Philip takes this so seriously. He he did like a whole like Silkwood shower on the studio before we got there. And he took pictures of it and showed us. And we sat six feet apart and all this jazz, right? And I know Alex has been taking it seriously too. And yet afterwards I left, I said, we were in this room together and they were laughing and I was laughing and I was like, oh. Like, yeah. Although more, I don't. I mean, two days or fourteen days. It sounds reasonable, but then my brain is just like so torn because, like, is that reasonable? Is it? Are you being ridiculous for saying that you're not comfortable with all of those precautions? Mm-hmm. Or are you ridiculous for saying that all those precautions are okay? Well, we're, uh-huh. we're going to have the place either way. You're next either time. way. You're ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Either way. Okay. Well, it was nice catching up with you, Joey. Go to hell, Mike.
you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week. <laughs> <laughs>